worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Good morning and welcome back. It's 1120 here on News Talk 1480 WHBC. 78 degrees here in downtown Canton. Before the break, you heard from Dave Andrews. He's a Canton local uh, community member. You also heard from uh, Scott Hamilton from his statement last night. We were having some technical difficulties, so it broke up a little bit. Joining us on the line right now, we have Chris Cole, who's one of the school board members who voted to censor uh, Hamilton. He he is Hamilton stepped down yesterday as the school board president, but he remains on the school board. Rick Knight assumes the position now as the school board president. Chris, how are you this morning? Uh, great, Jordan. Thanks for uh, taking the time to uh, to uh, chat about this issue. Yeah, th- uh, I would, thank I, you. I would like to say one thing, make one correction to what I've heard so far. The second resolution that was passed last night was for the board to ask Scott Hamilton to resign completely from the Board of Education, not just his resigning from the presidency position. So okay. I just wanted to make that clarification. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry about that. I, I, I misspoke there. So uh, were you surprised that Mr. Hamilton opened up the meeting yesterday um, and announced him stepping down as the school board president? No, I, I wasn't surprised that that was the route he took. Um, you know, my opinion is that Scott, I think he thought that if he did that, uh, it would buy some favor uh and give him the opportunity to uh, state, uh, you know, to the public that he, uh, you know, to try to defend the actions that had happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, no, not surprised at all that that's the route he went. Now, you guys pushed for a resignation. You guys voted uh, three to two for him to submit his resignation as a whole from the school board. Why do you think that it would be important for Mr. Hamilton to uh, to not be on the Canton Local Board of Education anymore? I think it comes down to credibility, Jordan, um, and setting an example uh, to our students and staff. Uh, I, I believe as a board member that we need to have a higher standard than the people that we supervise and ultimately you know, control. And... Um, you know, a, a a charge of theft would be something that would disqualify a, a school teacher uh, from from having their license, and uh, you know there would be a pathway for them to get that back. It would take some, you know, it's it's called a rehabilitation. Um, but I think that that because of those types of you know because of that we need to be held to a higher standard, and I think you know. Mr. Hamilton's actions in stealing, you know, 166 bales of pine shavings from a business over the course of the last five months, uh, I think that that is a betrayal of the public trust and, and a betrayal of the people that elected you to that position. And speaking of, of that, uh, Chris, about the public trust uh, and letting the public address the concerns at hand, uh, why do you feel the, as though it was important yesterday 
for the eight community members who signed up to speak and address the board. Why do you think it was important for them to address the board and get their concerns out in the open? But uh, I know uh, your your counterparts voted three to two against allowing uh, the public to speak. Sure. I, I have always been, from, from the time I've been on this Board of Education, one of the very first things that I pushed for was uh, more ability for the public to be able to speak and ask questions at board meetings. So I've been very clear that I support 100% people's ability to come speak at a board meeting. Regardless of what side of this issue you're on, I believe last night anyone that walked in that, any taxpayer that walked in that building should have had the right to address uh, Mr. Hamilton directly and state their feelings. Um, I, I believe that's an important function. Those are the people that elect us. Those are the voices that we represent, and, and what they have to say is important. I know a lot of people, they, they've taken to social media, they've asked this whole thing as to, you know, why why couldn't the board just vote to remove um, a fellow board member? And, and this is a, a statewide um topic you know why can't a board just vote to remove one of their board members can you explain that in, in the best of your knowledge as to to why you and your colleagues couldn't vote to remove mr hamilton from the board well, i think it goes with any publicly elected official there's obviously going to be times when people disagree there's always going to be a time where you may you know somebody may be on the opposite end of a, of, a, of, a, of a view that you have. And I think if, if it was as simple as a board majority saying, you know what, we don't want that person here, let's vote them off, it, it would be an absolute disaster. I mean, quite frankly, I, you know, I've been on that side. I've been on the side of people not liking what I say, and, you know, I would have found myself in that position. Unfortunately for this, this I, I believe this is different. This is not a difference of opinion. This is a person that stole 166 bales of pine shavings. So, I, I, you know, there is there are ways that that can happen. Uh, unfortunately, Ohio doesn't have any sort of recall laws uh, in place for having a recall election uh, for public school board members. Uh, I think they should. Um, but I mean that that the law is the law on that, and the the only thing that would have removed Scott in this case is if this would have stayed a felony and he would have been convicted of at, at a felony level, then he would have been barred by state law from holding a public office. Yeah. So uh, answer this for me: Why did you guys vote to censor him? I mean, the, you guys are censoring a fellow school board member now. Well. Uh, well, first off, the the vote that we had was a vote of censure. Okay, and, and, the, censure. and the vote of censure is you know the expression of formal disapproval. Part of that, though, because of because of Scott's and and in this, I'm speaking on my behalf. I I was the one that 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 brought that resolution forward. The reason I brought that resolution forward and 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 why I did that is that I felt Mr. Hamilton had no intention of resigning, and I felt that because of the crime that he committed, that he is not a good representation for Canton local schools. So part of that censure vote was conditions that we are, things that we are going to do to limit Mr. Hamilton being able to be a public face for Canton local uh, because of the stigma that goes along with being convicted of theft. 
Okay, and then he's he's been on the board for what what twenty four, twenty five years. Um, so I'm I'm sure you know it's it, it can uh, somewhat be a pride thing to you know not wanting to leave uh, leave that position. Uh, Chris, how long have you been on? If you don't mind answering that, six years. Okay, all right, and yeah, is is there anything else just about this whole situation that uh, that I can um, that we can expect? as people continue to follow this case? I know your next board meeting is July 11th. Uh, what I would expect at the July 11th meeting is the people that were denied their denied the uh, opportunity to speak at last night's meeting will probably show up to the July 11th meeting. Um, you know, I, from, from a board standpoint, there's nothing else that we can do other, in, other than enforce the uh, resolutions that we've put into place. And, um, you know, it's up to the public now that uh, have spoken up. If the public has spoken, the public that's spoken out and are in favor of Scott resigning, they have options that they can take to uh, try to try to legally remove him. And uh, I would fully expect that that you'll you will probably see that happen. And, and that's quite the process. You know, that that's not an overnight thing. It, it, it involves getting a petition going. It involves uh, the common police court getting involved. Am, am I correct there? That is correct. It, it involves, uh, like you laid out before, it involves fifteen uh, percent of the uh, of the registered voters in Canton Local Schools District's area um, signing a petition. Fifteen percent of from the last gubernatorial election have to sign a petition. That then gets delivered to the court. Once the petition is verified, it's assigned to a judge. And everybody gets to state their case why or why not he should remain uh, as a board member in Canton Local. All right. Chris Cole, we appreciate you coming on in your uh, capacity as the school board member for Canton Local and sharing your opinions. And, and just to, to let everyone know, your opinions do not reflect the opinions as the bo- um, of the board as a whole. We appreciate that, you coming that on. That is correct. Thank and you, sir. Thanks, thanks for all the clarification today. We'll be right back after this.